Exciting, exhilarating episode, episodic of Americana. I'm Big John. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the real underscore Big John. I'm on Telegraph now at Americana hyphen the American Way. And. My last episode, my last video and podcast, I called it As the Swamp Turns, a a play on Mr. Trump's <coughs> not his cough, but a play on His uh, saying, drain the swamp in Washington, D.C., as I've said many a time, uh, is at times it seems like 535 villages missing an idiot, and it's literally built on a swamp. (laughs) But the swamp's continuing to turn, and I always say, you you look at Washington, D.C., you look at politicians, and there's this game that uh, con men, magicians, sleight of hand people, whatever, used to play on the streets. I don't know. I've only seen it in movies and TV shows. But they have uh, three shells or three... Uh, plastic cups turned upside down and they show you, you know, hey, here, here's here's the peanut or the little ball and it's under this cup. Now watching, watching, round and round I go. Where it ends up, nobody knows. They're wa- you're watching their hands moving quick and you think you're watching where that little ball or peanut is 
but they they really got something up their sleeve. There's really a, a trap door in the table. There's, you know, they they say, "Ooh, watch me pull the hankies out of my sleeve," while they're hiding something in their other sleeve. And that's how Washington D.C. works some of the time. So what's really going on? What's been in the news? What's been what's been in the news the last few days? We had uh, Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez telling her harrowing story of the January sixth riot. Now I make no bones; it was inappropriate what some people did. It. Uh, has to be denounced and the people that were ignorant and dumb enough to run into our US Capitol and destroy and steal things will be ought to be and are being prosecuted simple as that however news has come out that representative Ocasio-Cortez was not in the Capitol. Now there's there's a Capitol complex. That's her excuse, and she says now, well, people don't understand the layout of the Capitol complex. There's the Capitol building where ceremonial votes take place and ceremonial matters happen. There's, of course, you know, the big hall of Congress, the, um, what do they call it? The, um, well, you've seen it on TV in presidential speeches, the room where all the congressmen sit and things like that. And thinking back now, looking back, um, as the procedures were going on that day, that room was almost empty. The proceedings started at one o'clock, and what members were doing was they were in their offices in these other two buildings, and they were being called in. Uh, you know, a bell goes off or uh, an announcement is made to go vote. So they were in between the. Uh, Debating the times when the debate was taking place over uh, the objections to the electoral votes, they were in their offices. She she admits she was in her office ordering quote a bang and lunch or a rock and lunch or something for her staff, um, so they could celebrate the two Georgia Senate wins. I. I for my for me if i were a member of congress and there's history taking place okay and there this i blame all republicans and democrats but there were people there that they had their minds made up how they were going to vote so they didn't feel they needed to be in that room for the debate process i myself would have been there uh, until the lunatics ran in, and then I, I either would have stood my ground and beat some people up, or I would have retreated with uh, 
with the security, the police, and we'll probably follow the orders of the police. That's the smartest thing to do in that situation. But AOC was not there in the Capitol building, and there's there are videos of um, I forgot about this because her uh, her Instagram video was so enthralling. But there's a uh, video of a House member being interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, me and my staff are in our office, and we're not at the Capitol. We're in our offices." And the 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 poor uh, interviewer is like, well, "What do I say next? We're supposed to be doing a story about chaos in the Capitol building, and the members are sitting in their offices." Well, the Capitol building doesn't have doesn't house most of the offices, if any. I always thought it did, because it's a huge building. But there there's a complex, and. Stephen, I'm going to leave, leave it at this. Stephen and Stephen Crowder and Tim Pool. If you search their YouTube videos, if they haven't been taken down yet, you'll see a good breakdown of exactly where she was versus where the protesters or rioters were, and it's a good two blocks away. Now. She says there were pipe bombs planted around the building. No, there weren't. Pipe bombs, as far as I know, officially reported, were planted the night before, and they were planted outside the Democratic and Republican headquarters, which are one and two blocks away from the Capitol building. <coughs> so, I apologize to people that I misled when I uh, gave the highlights of her video and talked about how you should go watch it, I still think you should watch it. It's an enthralling story. I just don't know what parts of it are true and false now. But she wasn't at the Capitol, and she wasn't really in much danger. Even the person that she said she hunkered down and hid in their office until 4 a.m. says that she was not in the eminent danger she portrayed. Now, look, this is a young lady who has no life experience. She did not grow up on the mean streets of the Bronx, okay? She may represent the Bronx, but she's not from the streets. And look, guys, I'm a sucker for a pretty face and a good sob story. And she had both. So that's that. That's one headline. Now the other slide of hand that's been going on this week is this Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's in trouble for things she said in the past and things she posted on social media, comments that she liked on social media. And... Last night, the Republican caucus met. Uh, Some of them gave her a standing ovation. Tonight, the full House of Representatives voted to strip her of her committee assignments. That means nothing. She, She doesn't sit on any committees. Now, if Kevin McCarthy, the 
GOP leader can reassign her uh, to other committees, I don't know. But he actually laid the offer out to uh, the Democrats that he would take her from the education and whatever other committee and put her somewhere else. They denied it. They said, we want her off committees altogether uh, because they want her out of Congress altogether. They can't get that because it takes a certain amount of votes and they don't have that many votes. But tonight, uh, the vote to strip her of her committees was uh, 230, and I do believe 11 Republicans switched teams and voted with the Democrats, and those were the yays, the 230 yays, and then there were 199 nays, and those were all Republicans. Um, but this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing and the AOC thing are all smoke and mirrors. What's really going down in D.C. town, folk? Well, let's listen to this. There's a gun grab going on right now. It's House Bill, or better known as HR 127. I'll try to remember to put a link to it in the description on uh, YouTube and Rumble. And you can read for yourself. But I got uh, pretty far into this bill, and I'll read you the lowlights of it. Now, the bill, these bills, they always give them some kind of name. Because who can remember, you know, HR 127? Well, what the hell is that? Okay. There's, I mean, that... That means it's the 127th bill, and it was introduced on January 4th, two days before the Capitol riot. And there were 126 other bills introduced uh, before that. Uh, It's called the Sabika Sheik Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. Now, I asked, who is... Sabika Sheik. I thought that was maybe the name of the rep that introduced it, but it was it is not. Um, unfortunately, uh, God rest her soul, Sabika Sheik is a Pakistani girl, uh, teenager who was killed at a Texas high school shooting. So, uh, Lord bless her family. Uh, that's a difficult thing. She was. Uh, a foreign exchange student, I would guess, um, here to study at an American high school and died in a school shooting. And she was laid to rest back in Pakistan. Uh, and that breaks my heart. Uh, you know, that, that that is heartbreaking. But this bill really has nothing to do with high school shootings. It, you know, they're going to use that as the sob story, the you know, rallying cry, protect the children. Um, but it, it's it's just a gun grab. Uh, let's go into this, the low lights. Uh, it's sponsored by Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat. Uh, not saying she's a low light or low life, just that's who sponsored it. Um, I found a cool website um, called Follow... Followthemoney.org, 
And I wanted to see, I figured her um, biggest contributors would be anti-gun lobbyists. And actually, they're not. Her biggest contributors are uh, agricultural people, the agriculture industry. So she must be from a really rural district. Uh, anyway, this bill amends Chapter 14 of Title 18 of the United States Code. This is one of the things that is in this bill. The, there's a gun. The guns have to be registered. Okay, background checks. Gotcha. The identity and where the firearm will be stored. So the identity of the owner and where they will store their firearm has to be given in order for you to get a gun. This also establishes a database of gun owners accessible to the public, all law enforcement, the military, as well as state and local governments. So it's accessible to anybody, public. Now there was a little country that did this in the 1930s ahead of a gun grab, where they literally went to people's houses and grabbed their guns. It was called Germany. And I think we know how that went. And another historical side note, Germany had a plan to invade Switzerland. And Switzerland smack dab in the middle of Europe. And they didn't invade. Now, some liberal history will tell you they didn't invade because it wasn't strategically necessary to invade. It's a small country. But you know what else Switzerland has? Aside from a lot of money because they're very uh, business and financial friendly. At this period in time, and I do believe presently, Everybody in Switzerland owns and knows how to operate firearms. Let me repeat that without the cigar sticking out of my face. Everybody in Switzerland, I shouldn't say everybody, I can't say that it's 100% fact checkers, but people in Switzerland are armed and they know how to use them. Now, if somebody who's as mad and insane as Hitler and the Nazis were say, eh, let's bypass Switzerland because they know how to fight. They got guns. Perhaps that's a sign that an armed society is less susceptible from invasion from a foreign force and dictatorship from within. Just an opinion of mine. Let's get into some other uh, lowlights of this new gun bill, HR 127, in Ye Old House of Representatives. Requirements 
to get a license, gun license from the Attorney General. This is from the Attorney General of the United States, not your state's Attorney General. The Attorney General of the United States, like they don't have enough to do already, they're going to have to grow their office and they're going to grow in power because they're now going to be issuing gun licenses. Oh, and that's where the fun begins. Now in ye United States of America, you would have to be 21 years old to possess a firearm. What about the... Now, it, it does in here, you can read for yourself, it does seem like it has some wiggle room where if um, Pops in the Midwest, you know, us, um, us lowly us lowly flyover states uh, you, your parent, I guess, could possibly own the firearm and then lend it to you for the day uh, to go hunting or something of that nature. As far as I can tell from reading this bill, as far as I've gotten. You have to have a criminal background check. It's fair enough. I think we all agree with that. Although criminals tend not to buy their guns at the gun store and go, Hey! Sell me a, sell me a, sell me some uh, shooting iron, a rod, some a lead, a gat, a Glock. I'm gonna go commit me some crimes. So they usually buy their guns off the street or steal them. But the criminal background checks, I, I can deal with. Also, now they're. <laughs> You, they've added a psychological evaluation, and I'll get to that in a bit, because it gets into some really fun details. You have to take an attorney, remember this is an attorney general of the United States, an attorney general certified safety and storage training class, and it has to be 24 hours of training. So that doesn't mean you have to sit in a classroom for 24 straight hours. You know, it could be broken up three to eight hour days or whatever, probably. But you have to get 24 hours of safety and storage training. Now, we understand we're protecting the children here. And some gun death. Wait a second. It's hard to say deaths with a cigar in your mouth. Some gun deaths do occur because uneducated, ignorant children find their parents' gun and think it's a toy. They don't know. They, they haven't been taught right. And that's tragic that these children die. But the, the government wants to tell you how to safely operate your gun and how to safely store your gun. Okay. Moving onward. It says there's a spatial license for military style weapons. And when I first read this, 
it says uh, you have to. Well, for, for my first thing was they realize that the military carries a sidearm or as you or I would call a handgun or a pistol, you know, like a nine millimeter. They used to carry Colt 45s. Uh, I don't know if they still do or if it's all nine millimeter Berettas now. Uh, but anyways, the military, I was like, what's a military, what, what classifies as a military weapon? Well, later in the bill, it breaks it down. And it's essentially the scary-looking guns. Okay, let me put my spectacles back on. I left my hat off today because I got my fade lined up and I wanted to show off my new haircut to you guys. Uh, the term military-style weapon means any firearms or copies or duplicates of firearms in any caliber known as Norico, Mitchell, Polytechnologies, Avatomat, Kalishnikovs. Okay, Polytechnologies, Avamat, Kalishnikovs are AK-47s. Avomat Kalishnikov is the Russian guy who invented the AK-47 in the year 1947. Gee, gee whiz, that, go figure. Um, and Polytechnologies must be like the main manufacturer. That's number one. Number two, Action Arms Israeli Military Industries Uzis and Galil. So you can't have an, an Israeli Uzi. Uh, the Beretta AR-70, parentheses, SC-70. The Colt AR-15. Well, what if I buy it from a different company than Colt? And by the way, this says copies of. So that would, I would assume copies of means uh, like 3D printed. Or some companies sell what's called an 80% gun, where the gun is 80% manufactured. You just have to, uh, they send you a hunk of plastic and a set of instructions where to drill and cut to make the uh, chamber that holds the round, I think. But other than that, the gun's 80% complete. Okay, anyways, that's nothing to do with this. Uh, these are the military-style weapons listed in the bill. Fabrique National FN, FLA, FN, LAR, and FNC. I have no idea what those initials stand for. SWD, M10, M11, M11-9, and M12. Steyr AUG, Intricate Tech 9, Tech 9 DC, Tech C22, Revolving Cylinder Shotguns, such as or similar to the Street Sweeper or Striker 12, Semi-Automatic 
rifle as an that has an ability to accept a detachable magazine and has at least two of a folding telescope or a folding or telescoping stock a pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously beneath the action of the weapon a bayonet mount because you know all right just forget the sarcasm uh, they can't you can't have a gun that has a bayonet mount uh, a flash suppressor or threaded barrel designed to accommodate a flash suppressor uh, that that means like a silencer so you don't see the flash of the muzzle or the, hear the sound as loudly um, a grenade launcher well okay I don't think anyone needs a grenade launcher so I'll kind of agree with that section of the law actually I'll totally agree nobody needs a damn grenade launcher okay semi-automatic pistol that has the ability to accept a detachable magazine and that has at least two of an ammunition magazine that detaches to the that attaches to the pistol grip outside of the pistol grip so that's like an extended magazine most magazines uh, are the same length as the grip um, and then it says threaded barrel capable of accepting a barrel extender flash suppressor forward grip or silencer a sh shroud that is attached to or partial or partially or completely encircles the barrel and permits the shooter to hold the firearms with the non-trigger hand without being burned manufactured weight of 50 ounces or more when the pistol is unloaded so buy a light gun semi-automatic version of any automatic firearm semi-automatic shotgun that has at least two of folding tele or telescoping stock pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously well what's conspicuously been uh, anyways the pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously beneath the action of the weapon a fixed magazine capacity in excess of five rounds and the ability to accept a detachable magazine uh, then there's something here that says clerical amendment the table of sections for such chapter is amended by adding the following okay so you can read the rest for yourself let me get back to some of the lowlights because this gets pretty fun denial denial the Attorney General of the United States can deny you a gun license if you've been hospitalized for 
mental illness. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, wait a second. I forgot something here about the, um, the military style weapons license. Also, in, on top of the other requirements that are listed in the uh, requirements section one, you have to get live fire training on top of your other training for weapons. So you have your 24-hour safety training. Then you have to go out to a range and do live fire training. It means shooting live rounds. There's also a psychological evaluation of all other members of the household as well as a psychological interview of spouse and former spouse and at least two other people, family or associate, to determine the mental state. So everybody in your house has to get a psychological evaluation and then a psychiatrist has to interview your spouse and former spouse, and at least two other people that know you. Okay, so... Here we go. Also, you can be denied a license if you have been hospitalized for mental illness, such as depression, homicidal uh, ideation which is homicidal ideas, they just have to say it fancy, suicidal ideation, addiction to drugs or alcohol, uh, have brain disease like dementia or Alzheimer's, and if you have and on, uh, on account of conduct that endangers others. No, I put that in quotes, and it's the exact wording, and it's it's its own separate sentence fragment in the bill. On account of conduct that endangers others. So if somebody comes forward and says, uh, this person uh, is reckless, they live, they live a wild life, they're a danger to others, you could be denied a license, I guess. Suspension of license for lack of firearms insurance. This gets fun too. Now, there's a renewal of your license. And from what, the way I read it, and you can read this for yourself, it's, you can Google it, and it's right on congress.gov. Uh, HR 127 is what we're talking about. Uh, the renewal every three years, and then there's some renewal every two years. And for those renewals, you have to have eight hours of the safety and storage training. Also, when you apply for a gun license, if you meet all those other criteria, the Attorney General shall issue for a one-year period insurance 
to protect you from liability and damages from use of the firearm. The insurance will cost you $800 per year. And that's where I stopped. Because we can stop right there. And you go and keep reading the bill for yourselves. But that they're one, they're pricing a firearm up to a point where you can't afford it. You're a good a good gun, just a, a pistol, okay, or a handgun is gonna run you about five, six hundred dollars. And then you have to have $800 of insurance on top of that. You have to go to somebody's training course, which is not going to be free. You're going to have to pay for the training course. They're just making it more and more difficult to get access to a gun. Plus, once they have this database, if your city, state, town, federal government decides... We're going to have a mandatory gun buyback where we're going to give you whatever their idea of fair market value for your gun is. Or we're going to give you $100 per gun or a dollar per gun. They know who you are, where you live, and where your gun is stored in your house. Because that's the first thing you had to tell them in order to get a gun license. Then you had to pay for 24 hours of training. Then you had to pay $800 for gun insurance per year. Before you can buy the gun itself. Well, let's hope they keep sending us $1,400 stimulus checks, I guess. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to afford our guns. Just with the training and the insurance alone. And hope that your ex-wife doesn't have a vendetta against you. Or your ex-husband. It said ex-spouse. Uh, you know, make sure they don't have a vendetta and want to kill you. And they go and tell the psychiatrist, hey, don't give such and such a gun. Or they go to the attorney general's office and say, whoa, Nellie. Don't give them a gun. I want to kill them. Okay, they're not going to say that. But they'll, they'll... I mean, I know people are so vindictive and spiteful and psychotic that they will make sure that their ex cannot have a gun to defend themselves against the ex. That's a lot of exes, but I hope you followed me. What else did Washington do while we were all being entertained with the smoke and mirrors of Representative Ocasio-Cortez's uh, fairy tale about, and I'm sure she could have been scared, I'm not saying that, but it, it just seems now that I've seen more evidence, again, Tim Poole and Steven Crowder do a much better breakdown than I'm going to go into in this podcast, but while we were being entertained by the the whirlwind, the smoke and mirrors of AOC, and the stripping um, representative Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene, of her committee assignments because she clicked like on some comments on Facebook 
five years ago, Washington, the Democrats were also moving forward without support from Republicans on their $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. Now, look, there, I have mixed emotions on this because, one, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's any time in my life I'm going to qualify for government welfare. And I pay taxes. I'm an independent contractor. My taxes, uh, because I'm not good at it yet, my taxes hit me at the end of the year. So I, I pay taxes. You pay taxes. They took some of our income away from us by shutting down the economy. They owe us something. And I don't feel I get my money's worth out of government. Although in the scheme of things, the amount I pay in isn't really that great. Uh, but it, it's great to me, you know. So anyhow, they're essentially giving us back our money that they stole through taxation. But let me go through this real quick. CBS News reports, Democrats push forward with $1.9 trillion COVID bill clearing Senate hurdle. Yay, one step closer to a $1,400 welfare check. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not investing it in GameStop, but I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to bank some of this like I did before. Uh, just, to have, you know, everyone needs a rainy day fund, folks. Um, I mean, this week I got hit with like $230, dollars $265, $10, $275 in uh, car repair bills. And I have a good mechanic who doesn't overcharge. So, and if I would have taken it to a garage, I would have been looking, uh, if I would have taken it to like a dealership garage, I would have been looking at 500 bones easy for spark plugs and a couple other things. But my mechanic charges uh, a fair, <clears throat> fair rate of labor. And uh, he also used his uh, discount at a local parts store to hook me up. So... Anyhow, stimuli, Washington. The Senate on Tuesday cleared a procedural hurdle on the road to passing President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief proposal, a signal that congressional Democrats will continue to move forward with a vote provided more, to provide more economic assistance whether or not Republicans come to the negotiating table. Now, Republicans already did come to the negotiating table. They went straight to President Biden's office a couple days ago. Um, but the article goes on to say, we cannot, cannot afford to dither, delay, or dilute, or get an erection. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I had to... Did, I hope you people heard by now. Um, the, the person I'm quoting here, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, 
the other day called the Capitol Insurrection or Capitol Riot, the Capitol Erection. So, if you didn't understand that joke, you thought I was just throwing out the word erection for no reason. All right, so we need a big, bold package along the lines of what President Biden has proposed, the American Relief Plan. We hope that our Republican colleagues will join us in offering amendments, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said in a speech ahead of the vote on Tuesday. The motion to proceed to debate over the budget resolution serves as a vehicle for the aid package passed by a 50 to 49 vote along party lines in the Senate Tuesday afternoon. So this is how the Senate's going to be. It's a 50-50 Senate. I don't know who didn't vote. One Republican did not vote. But it passed 50 to 49. Uh, It goes on to say, Democrats are eschewing the traditional method of passing legislation in the Senate, which requires 60 votes to end debate on most legislation. In favor of expediting the process known as budget reconciliation that allows legislation to pass with a simple whoops, majority of 51 votes. Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi filed a joint budget resolution on Monday, kickstarting the reconciliation process. So it, this will go down if it goes along party lines. 50 R's and 50 D's. The D's all vote yes. The R's all vote no. Kamala Harris breaks the tie and gives the Democrats their 51 votes. There are things in this bill I don't like, like the $15 minimum wage. Now, somebody told me the other day that would um, only apply to um, federal employees. Others have said it applies nationwide, and that's scary because, you know, you got small towns like where I live. We pay some of our employees minimum wage. We cannot afford $15 an hour for some of our office staff um, and, and other workers. It's that simple. Uh, you have small businesses that cannot afford this. Now, how the $15 minimum wage will shake out, you know, that's where these amendments and such can come in. You know, it could be for a business that makes X number of dollars per year. That would be scary because that would encourage businesses to be less productive. Um, I, I don't know. That's just some strange thing that popped into my head. If it applies only to federal employees... That means everybody's taxes are going to go up. If it applies to everybody, that means price of gasoline that's already going up will go up more. The price of everything you buy at the store will go up more. And there will be more layoffs. None of which we can afford right now at this point in our economy. Um, so that that's 
this is what's really going on in Washington. You're being distracted over here with the smoke and mirrors of this AOC video. I don't think she's smart enough to have planned it out as a distraction, but that's what the media and the Democrats are focusing you on. They're also focusing you on this Marjorie Taylor Greene who said some dumb things on uh, social media when she was a normal citizen. And I do think the things she said were dumb. And some of the things like following QAnon were stupid. But that doesn't mean she shouldn't be allowed to be a congresswoman. But that's the smoke and mirror. That's the, the slide of hand. We're doing something over here, but we're making you look over here. Hey guys, this has been Americana, the American way with Big John. Hope you learned something. We're going on 50 minutes. So I just want to say God bless you guys. Uh, I hope you are having a great day. Pray for each other. Pray for our leaders. Uh, pray for your enemies. And God bless you.